0: You're listening to episode 90 of the Product Boss Podcast. If you're listening to this in real time, that means you only have one more day to grab our new course, Multi-Stream Machine, before the beta price on it closes. It would teach you how to get on more platforms, get more sales, and make more revenue. It's for you, Product Boss, if you wanna scale your business and grow your revenue opportunities. Hit pause, grab it now, while you can still get it at the lowest price the course will ever be. Go to theproductboss.com slash more right now, or click on the link that's in the show notes. Then come back, and then we'll get started on today's episode. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my
1: co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kulozita, an Amazon guru that has built a
0: multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons. That will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together.
1: Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my delightful co host, Mina Kunlo-Sijep. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. It is such an honor that you give us your ear for the time that we spend with each other. Um, If you haven't done so already, Our podcast thrives off of our reviews and sharing and subscribing. So if you know anyone with a product-based business or someone that you might think that would really benefit from this podcast, please share it with them, subscribe. And if you haven't done so already, please leave us a review. And I wanted to share a review from our friend, Katie Cross. She has left this amazing review and thank you so much. So she wrote, loving this podcast. Their take on product-based businesses is fresh. I love the solo episodes and the episodes with both. Definitely love having them in my pocket as I drive my kiddos around because I feel like I'm getting a better grip on all these product-based things. Thanks so much for this awesome content. Well, Katie, thank you so much for listening. So like we said, if you get that ability to leave us a review, thank you. Thank you. Share and subscribe. So on today's episode, we are going to talk about how you map out your customer's journey. We want you guys to really understand the customer and when they are on each platform or uh, e-commerce site, when they are there to discover brands and products, and when they actually have that intent to buy. So we get this question a lot, and we are going to break it down for you so that you know when you're sitting there and spending all your time on Pinterest and Instagram if that is going to equal an ROI, a return on your investment of time into that platform, what, where are you going to see the dollars, right? So let's jump into that.
0: Yeah. It can make you a little bit crazy because you want your customers to always be buying and sometimes they're just, they don't have the intention to. So we're really digging into that, that question of why are my customers not buying right now?
1: So, so. should we talk about discovery versus intent, what that means?
0: Yeah, sure. So getting into that, just thinking about like knowing where your customer's head is, where their needs are at a particular time. Are they there on a platform to discover a brand and they're kind of plating and dreaming? That's the intent for discovery. Basically, they're in discovery stage versus intent to buy, which means that they already are deeper into their journey and really going in ready to spend some dollars.
1: Yeah, they sort of made a decision. They need X in their house or in their life and they've been in discovery mode and now they're, they've got that intention to buy it. So we're gonna break this down per platform for you right now for social media and other types of platforms and talk to you about whether they have an intent to buy or intent for discovery. And you might have that aha moment because we can't tell you how many clients have said to us, you know, I have so many people like some, I have 1 million views on my Pinterest account, but it's not yielding, you know, any sales. And it's like, well, because their intention is not to buy on Pinterest right now. Right. So should we jump into Pinterest?
0: Yeah, let's do. We'll start with Pinterest because that is usually where people start in any sort of journey, any sort of um, decision they want to make in their life. So you'll see on Pinterest that The popular categories of what people are visualizing for themselves happen to do with planning. They're planning, they're dreaming, they're discovering. They're planning to have a baby. They're planning to buy a house. They're planning to create a really awesome baby shower or birthday party. They're going to redo their kitchen. All these are plans and dreams that they have. So that's really where they're starting is just to plan all of that out. Have you
1: seen my entire Pinterest account? Because literally (laughs) everything you said is every board that I have.
0: For me, it's planning like what I'm going to be eating. So you'll see meal recipes that I never get to. Um, a lot of it is like planning my health, so it's like workout stuff. Planning what I'm going to be wearing when I, you know, feeling good. So there's like all these style boards, and um, then also like stuff for my kids. Right, you're just planning their birthday events, like I said, and and just how you want your life to really look. So hence the vision board. You're planning that all out, and and you're still in that dreaming stage. So we want to tell you guys, don't worry about scribbling a bunch of notes because we have an awesome
1: freebie download for you in the show notes where we break all of this down for you. So we're going to go through a bunch of the social platforms and other places that people would buy versus discover your product. So make sure that you grab that download in the show notes and, but we're going to jump in and talk more about it. So Pinterest, right? So the intent on Pinterest is discovery. So like Mina said, this is the place where they're dreaming of whatever that is, your thinner body, your cooler outfit, your beautiful garden, the way that you're going to decorate your gallery wall on your wall of your house, whatever it is, people are getting inspired by each other. They're kind of like crowdsourcing these ideas and they're coming up with these visual visual looks,
0: right? Yeah. When they're on Pinterest, they have no idea what they want until they see it. Then they pin it and then they create these beautiful boards. So they're not going with the intention of, hey, I want this, you know, country rustic, blah, 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 with all these specific details. Um, they need to see it before them to kind of take that action of repinning so they can refer back to it later on. So they're really in that discovery mode of, what do I want to plan? what do I love? What am I liking? What is my vision board going to look like? And so they're really in true discovery, um, the furthest part away from intent to buy. So when you are thinking about it, and this is something we mentioned on um, Simple Pin Podcast, you think of it as a wallet at the end of a timeline, right? And so that wallet is their intent to buy. And at the beginning, the furthest away from the wallet is the the discovery stage. So they're not intending to pull out that, that wallet at the end of that path, that journey. And unless you can fast forward through the discovery, fast forward through you getting trusted by them, and then finally getting that purchase, getting that wallet out.
1: But there's not always brand loyalty either. So let's talk about wall art, right? Like uh, those signs that say something. Um, If someone's looking, I'll actually reference all the way back to fall So if you think about when everybody starts to decorate their house for fall, you know, like Thanksgiving and there was like the gather signs or thankful and and putting pumpkins in front of their doorsteps or whatever it was, right? That's what people are doing on Pinterest They're searching for ways to dress up their front door or ways to dress up for X holiday, like dress up your house. And maybe they see that gather sign and it keeps popping up they're not necessarily brand loyal to that gather sign. So maybe somebody sells it on Etsy. Maybe there's an e-commerce site that sells it. Maybe you walk into Home Goods and it's sold there too. So what they're doing though is they're starting to get inspired on this and dreaming of that sign. And then it's going to take, where are they going to buy it from? So this is something that we'll actually see some of our clients do incorrectly. And I personally and my coaching clients have seen this. So guys, please do this. If you're going to pin any of your product on Pinterest, please, please, please make sure that it links back to the product on your website. So don't just have it as an image floating around on Pinterest. I know that sounds like common knowledge, but make sure that if you are posting your own product on Pinterest, that it is discoverable and it is linkable back so that if they are pinning it and eventually they're like, you know what, I'm going to do this and they click on it it might take them to the physical product on your site. Or maybe you've written some content about how to decorate your front door for fall and you're showing your product in use and they're they're kind of reinforcing. So that's just something to say. So like you don't know if you're gonna get that sale. They could be in home goods and sort of see something and say, I'm gonna do this. Or they might see the same one used on a bunch of different Pinterest boards or a bunch of different pins, and we'll get into Instagram or like on Instagram and it's because a physical brand has used that board, that product has shown up in a bunch of micro influencers or macro influencers' pages. And now you're seeing the exact same one. And you kind of have that feeling like, ooh, I need to get what everybody else has, not just the kind of like China version in Home Goods.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's really about linking back to the specific product and not just the homepage. They do not want to go digging for things if they have the urge to buy right then and there, even though they're in the discovery stage, then they're not going to be looking through your website. Odds are they're going to stick to Pinterest where they're going to spend a few more hours just pinning up different ideas because they're in that stage. Yeah. Make it easy.
1: So the next platform, the other big one that everybody talks to us about is Instagram, right? Like Instagram, everyone's like, how do I sell on Instagram? Because there are definitely brands right now. I'm sure most of you are getting them in your feed. Like we're all kind of getting the same stuff, but there are brands that are popping up in all of our Instagram feeds and the sole purpose is to purchase it. But Instagram isn't necessarily, especially depending on who your customer is, isn't necessarily the place that people are intending to buy. I'm not sure about you guys, but I know Mina and myself, we don't go on Instagram and say, oh, we're going to go on Instagram to buy shoes for our kids today.
0: Right? they're not going on there specifically to shop. Do they shop on there? Yeah, of course they do. But the, the times that they do is because they're going into Instagram and they want to portray a specific lifestyle. So they're going on there. They're living right vicariously. They're checking out people's highlight reel, as we, we like to call it. And they're following people that have these beautiful lives that they get to be a part of. And sometimes they'll buy products because they want a little piece of that person's life, right? They're really following those people that are inspiring them in a way of a lifestyle. So this is where when you're thinking about Instagram, you should be really giving them content that fuels that lifestyle that they want to ultimately portray. So it's products that you link up to there and they will possibly buy it in discovery stage, but more so will post about it afterwards after they've bought it to show, Hey, look at me. I'm living that life too. (laughs) So, and that's where the discovery of the
1: experience happens. If you're going to work with influencers and you're going to see the same influencers posting the same water bottle or, you know, those gummy vitamins that like all the Kardashians, I know we always mention them, but they're like the Kings and Queens of selling stuff on social media but they'll always have like those gummy vitamins and then you'll see them with a bunch of other people that's that's kind of reinforcing the brand but the experience is so essential because if you're an online retailer all you have is online we do not have a store that they get to walk into and feel the experience of being in here you know the way that if you walk into nordstroms you know it's a a higher end store. They have a beautiful little coffee shop with delicious drinks on the outside of it. So you get to take your delicious, you know, five to six dollar coffee in and look at the products. So what you need to do is your Instagram tends to reinforce the experience. It tends to reinforce the brand. And if they do get a chance to purchase off of Instagram, they will, but they have not gone there to say, like if you're gonna buy jewelry, you're not necessarily going to your favorite jewelry's Instagram. To purchase, you might be going to see What's Up, right? You might be saying, like, huh, or maybe they just pop up in your feed, oh, that's cool. They came out with a new pair of earrings. Awesome. But, and you're going to see that. You're going to see it again when they talk about it again. You might see it on another influencer's page. And then that's sort of reinforcing the whole thing. And then when they're about to buy it, they may go back to Instagram if that's the way that they work and click on the picture if there's a little, you know, uh, shopping bag button or whatever it is, the little buy button. Or, they're going to just go to the website and place make their purchase
0: yeah with instagram you really need to show your products and use and fitting into that lifestyle. We really call it the discovery of experience or discovery really of that lifestyle because it's the discovery stage nonetheless, similar to what um, Pinterest is, where Pinterest is like discovering for like a specific event, usually like they're planning for a wedding, let's say. This is more like their overall life. They want to be inspired. They want to live their best life. So discovery, live your best life, then you as the product, you know you're not di- you're not getting discovered per se because you're a specific product you're getting discovered because you're part of a particular lifestyle that they want. And that
1: experience then goes into that you are then reinforcing them uh, talking about your product using your product like Mina said, sharing it on their their social media accounts and that's reinforced by you sharing them. Sharing it or anyone, right? Are you asking them to share it? So this is such an amazing chance for you to connect with your customers one on one, or one to many. But if you want it to feel like it's one on one. You want it to feel like you're walking into like a cosmetics counter, and they're like, "Here, let me rub this lotion on your skin and and feel it." Like this is this is how it feels. You need to kind of create that experience for them via this, you know, digital platform um, and then reinforce the things you want them to do because it's, you know, it's a spider web. It's you do it and then you're going to ask them to do it and you're going to share what they're doing for you. And that's going to help the experience.
0: Yeah. Social proof at its best. This is the highlight reel of social media, right? Is that when um, those people are saying, hey, I really like this. It's really that they need to trust it's not even that they have to trust your brand. They just have to trust the people that are using your brand and saying, hey, I like this. Uh, We talked about this in our social currency episode where if someone sees an ad, they're less likely to buy from you, like just as a product, a standalone ad. But if somebody they see uses it, let's say a micro-influencer, they're four times more likely to buy than they are just from seeing that ad. So that trust factor is not really about the brand. It's really about, the people that are using that brand. And that's really important for Instagram.
1: Because how many of you have seen like the Ava Longoria ad um, where she does, like it's a face cream ad and it's like, look at how soft my beautiful and wrinkle-free my skin is. And I'm like, Ava, I've seen you on social media and you have gotten a lot of work done. So it is not <laughs> the cream that is doing what it's doing, you know? And we're sort of not trusting the ads anymore, right? Like, you know that these people are being paid the money to show up and you know they have all the money to make their skin look great and whatever it is. So the ads are not necessarily the thing that's that you're trusting. But the ads that really resonate, and you could think about a lot of those like, the best time I think to analyze ads are the Super Bowl. And you'll see trends too, and you'll see like what resonates for people. Like there's a dad, there's like a dads. They were going for dads. And the things that they were they weren't using celebrities as dads. I mean, there actually was. There was the um, John Legend ad where he's changing his kids' diaper, but it's making remember John Legend and Christy Teigen are very popular on Instagram. People are following them and they're parenting on Instagram, they kind of brought that idea to an ad on TV and you're kind of connecting intimately with John and his new baby on this commercial. And then I think it led into like some other celebrities. So just thinking about that too, like people are wanting that real life, that experience, that sort of trust factor, that thing where you're not like, listen, Ava, like we know all the things you've done to your face. Like the cream is not the valid thing, versus like, yeah, no, I follow John in real life and see him with his children. And so watching this ad just is like a more produced version of what I know to be true, right? Yeah,
0: for sure. I mean, we have so much more access behind the scenes to these celebrities than we've ever had. And consumers are just getting so smart, honestly. they You can't trick them with an ad with Eva Longoria and be like, hey, look at this magic cream. Because then those people, the consumers can go to Instagram and be like, hmm... This just doesn't add up with the correct math of years and career (laughs) and what I've seen. And listen, we love
1: her, like this is nothing, but it's just sometimes that's where I feel kind of like being tricked. It's kind of that old school way of like photoshopping and not realizing that they're photoshopping stuff where it's like you said, people are getting smarter. And so it's like just like Talk to me like I'm smarter. Let's let's show it or let's be realistic to where we are. So, all right, that's my soapbox. Let's jump off of it and talk about another platform, which uh, Facebook. So Facebook mixed right now, there's like a lot of mixed opinions on Facebook on whether it's worth your time. I don't know if it's really the page. I don't know that the page really matters. Sometimes Facebook right now, uh, the, the groups, the like groups is still really, thrived and done well on Facebook, but Facebook is still the intent of discovery. So just think about yourself. Do you go to Facebook to buy when you're like, oh, I need to buy a vase for those flowers that I just got. You're not going to go on Facebook and search vase. You're going to, but if you're on a Facebook group and you're with someone who does interior design and they were talking about a vase, then you might now see something that you've discovered and said, ooh, that's really cool. I should buy that.
0: But the thing is that people like you as a general Facebook person are not going on to Facebook to get sold to. Like, that's irritating to 100% of people. So, the things that work with brands that really do well on Facebook and the ads that do well are the things that create like shareable and viral content that's like part of their day, makes them laugh. Um, They don't feel like they're getting sold to, and they're literally just um, maybe saying, um, hey, check out this product. It's so cool, or it's so unique, or it's so fun. Like they're the first to know and share it. Those are the shareable things that do really well because on Facebook, they're just uh, privacy wise, they just don't love to be sold, sold to the old school way, quite honestly.
1: So I watched an ad. I'm not a big, I'm not on Facebook a lot. And if I am, it's in the group. So, but last, yesterday, I don't know, trying to put my kid to sleep, I was, on Facebook and a a cute little video came up and it started with like this dad crying and I'd be like, see how the, why the son broke his father's heart, which is weird because at the end of the ad, he didn't actually break his heart. He like asked him to be his best man. It was really cute, but it was something where I actually did sit and I watched the whole thing and it was the way that they positioned it to me in the very beginning where I saw the end result. And then I wanted to know why that happened. You guys can absolutely do that with, your product in fun, cool ways where, where it delights someone or it makes someone laugh or it makes you feel something like sad or um, nostalgic or whatever it is. And that's the thing that People are going to then share it with people. Like, they're going to be like, ooh, let's share this. You should see this too. The same way that I just talked to all of you about that one video I watched. The other thing I want to say, though, about Facebook in terms of discovery, and this is something that we've talked about in our video. We did a video series last year. Um, We had Veronica from Vintage Meat Modern, and she does have people in a group that do have the intent to buy because it is a private VIP Facebook group that people will join to have like a sneak peek to product that she's just found and be able to almost like in an auction, grab that first piece. Like she's like, Hey, look at this necklace. First one to say that they want to buy it can buy it. So that right there is the intent to buy, but they have purposely joined that group. And it's a secret sort of VIP group that they know that they get that first dibs to. Otherwise it's shareable content.
0: Yeah. Shareable content or like um, what you'll see really popular that you could do with your product is life hacks. I mean, I get all of my life hacks from Facebook and people sharing with me things that, oh, I didn't know that, or that's really cool. That could save me time. Um, Basically, it's like save time, make more money or look better. Those are the types of things that are probably shareable. And how is your product going to do that? Um, I don't love those titles that are like See how this girl broke her dad's heart, or you know, I think it's kind of uh, tricky, but there's things that I've seen, like the $5 product that changes moms' lives. I would be a little tempted to click on that, but you know, depending on my mood. So, there's definitely ways that you can get people to click on things. You could even throw up a testimonial, a really emotional one, and then people might be more willing to um, click on an ad that has like a really good testimonial of somebody that they kind of relate to.
1: Yeah. So, you know, there's ads, there's a little bit of of spend there in Facebook. So then another place for discovery is YouTube. So that's another place that some of you are like, oh no, I'm not going to do YouTube or videos. And some people are like, yeah, sign me up. Or it might be that you're actually getting your product to a YouTuber that, you know, talks about your product. But um, when a, when some, when a customer goes to YouTube, they're typically learning like the how. So how to use a product or how to execute a certain task or project with these products. So oftentimes it's like a a how to do something, Um, how to decorate tables for a baby shower. And maybe they're using your product on the tables for the baby shower, how to get your kids ready for camp. And maybe in that is our Mina's little labels. So thinking about that, and it could be that you yourself are the person creating the videos or that you are collaborating with a YouTuber and you're offering them product if they're specific to your niche to use it and then create a video about it.
0: Yeah, um, like I mentioned before for Pinterest, they don't know what they like until they see it. So this is moving into that stage of now they know what they wanna do you know, they've seen it on Pinterest, created a vision board, and now they need to know how to do it. So usually they're moving from Pinterest, sometimes Instagram, and they're moving to Google and YouTube, basically. And they're searching how to, I don't know, create a country style wedding, right? Or how to, actually, it should be more tactical than that, right? How to label school uniforms. And Maybe the discovery part of the Pinterest was a whole bunch of cute kids in school uniforms, right? Perhaps your kid is going to start Catholic school or something. So you start on Pinterest and you have all these cute kids wearing modern, gender-neutral school uniforms. Then you go to YouTube or Google and you put how to label school uniforms. And that's where the kind of the executing on all that planning and dreaming is starting to happen in kind of stage two of that discovery stage that it's a little bit closer to the wallet at the end of the timeline.
1: Yeah. So thinking about that, we're somewhere in that middle range, right? From that Mm -hmm. idea stage to the the wallet at the very end, we're somewhere getting closer to the middle. So they know they're going to camp. They know they need labels. They may not know which labels yet that they need, but they know that they need need labels. And now we're sort of going to reinforce which brand, how they're going to find it. So would that take us then to, let's see, are we out of discovery mode and into... We're,
0: for Google, we're still in discovery, though. There's Google is is a little bit of both. Like there's an intent to buy, but there's they're searching for multiple things. Like uh, with YouTube and Google, the way to get to your customer, I guess, to serve their customer is to both of those to use keywords. So you're using keywords with your how-tos for YouTube, but also k- using keywords for Google and Google is really the first step into intent to buy right because you're not really learning how now you're learning where to buy specifically there's that first step into the intention to buy using keywords so both of those were you know that's why they're both search engines Google is the biggest search engine then YouTube and then Pinterest but Pinterest is more like searching searching for the dream You don't know what you're searching for. Yeah, ideas. Yeah, you don't know what you're really specifically searching for. And then when you're searching on Google and YouTube, you're putting in keywords, you know, how to do specific things. I mean, that's why they call it Google Google and YouTube University, because you're learning so many things.
1: So I'll give you an example for me. Um, we bought a house about a year ago, and we're doing a lot of stuff ourselves. And so one of the things, like, do we rip out an entire bathroom, or do we try and update it ourselves, depending on what you want to spend on it? So, uh, so where I went to first was Pinterest, and they looked up, um, I don't know, cheap bathroom, small bathroom remodel. Right, and that led me to some ideas. And Home Depot advertises the heck out of uh, Pinterest now. Like you'll also start to see ads where they're actually showing you things. Then you'll get to like how to redo a small bathroom with with paint without taking any tile off the wall or something like that, right? So then I'll see that, and then it's like a blog about it, and that blog is actually sponsored by. Rustoleum paint, for example, and there were like multiple blogs that I saw on Pinterest that Rustoleum paint basically sponsored these do-it-yourself bloggers on redoing their bathrooms. Or you know how everyone was painting the their tile with um, stencils? I don't know if you ever saw this, but this uh, is in my world. On I, I saw a patio. Like stencils are
0: in. Yeah. So last (laughs) (laughs) year,
1: stenciling your tile in your bathroom or your walkway, so to kind of update to that Moroccan tile without having to pull it out. And they were using that chalk paint for it. So that's, so watch my journey, right? So I had the idea of how do I do this? How do I execute this? Then it's like, oh, here are some ways to execute it. You could show me product. You could show me tips on how to do it. So then the tips that led me to, ah, I think I can actually repaint this tile found the blogs that taught me exactly how to do it. And they showed me the products they used, right? Okay, cool. So Rust-Oleum. All right, there it is. Then I find another blog. Oh, they also used Rust-Oleum. All right. Then I might Google, um, tub tile paint or something like that. And then I'll get the products that come up. And then if Rust-Oleum is one of the first ones that come up or it's something that's constant, or maybe there's a YouTube video on it. Now it's reinforcing that choice to buy rust oleum paint. And guess what I did, guys? I bought rust oleum paint. I bought it in two places. I bought it on Home Depot and I bought it on Amazon. So that took me through that whole... And I've never used it yet, by the way. I also have not done my bathroom, but I'm sitting on this $40 whatever tub of paint. Um, but that was... a. That was the journey. And Google was where I kind of got to price shop. I got to search the product. I was still looking Tub Tile Paint. I still hadn't made that decision that I was going. I didn't type in Rust-Oleum paint for Google. I still typed in, you know, Tub Tile Paint or whatever it was. And then, then I was reinforced by what was popping up that then led me to purchase.
0: Yeah, it's reinforcing that trust. Everything we're talking about here is you earning a sale. It's literally called what value-based selling is. You're earning the sale to move your customer from no, like, trust, and purchase. So knowing that about them and what their intentions are, like they're just not to the trust stage in Pinterest yet. You have to reinforce that over and over. So when they come to your website, which we're moving to right now, your website, when they come to your website, do they have the intention for discovery or to buy? It's to buy. (laughs) and so so, they're
1: they're not they're not you're still you still need to convince them though they're still not like making that purchase right away so but they do have that intention now that they've made a decision on where they're going to buy and they're walking around the stores you know just imagine real life
0: yeah so let's say they came to your website from pinterest there's things that you need on there that will build the trust immediately some things could be free shipping it could be here's all these value based blogs here's how to use it here's our instagram feed so you can see how people are using in their lifestyle here's our money back guarantee here's some social proof of testimonials and reviews and so you're literally accelerating the no like and trust from pinterest all the way to your website where the intention is to buy because it's not pinterest's job to sell for you it's your website's job right it's you it's on you at that point to validate that person's decision to want to buy, right? You're really um, confirming that decision for them in their heads.
1: And so again, I go back to real life. We, all, You guys think about these things in real life. If you walk into a store and they're trying to sell you really expensive stuff, like let's say a jewelry store and they are trying to sell you really expensive jewelry. There's a difference between the jewelry stores that you find in malls, like the, you know, where there's no, doors. There's like Cartier where you have to walk through doors and there's the security guard outside. And then there's what is not Jared's, but there's ones like that where like everything's open. Just walk through. You understand the value difference. So your website too needs to reinforce what kind of brand there that experience again, does that experience that they found somewhere on social media exists on your site? Is it reinforced? Are you telling them all the reasons as if you had a store person right next to you being like, Hey ma'am, can I help you? what are you looking for right now? Are you looking for a present? You want to sort of take them through that journey on your site and reinforce some of their objections. Like, hmm, do I buy this paint on this website or do I go on Amazon and get it today? You know, and obviously they're, they're a bigger company and they're kind of competing against each other. So if it's free shipping, okay, we're overcoming an objection there. Um, If you have the ability to ship quickly, you let them know that. If they want to know where it's manufactured and you're telling them that it's manufactured in the U.S. and you feel like your customer really cares about that because we talked about it earlier, like this from China or this from here, you're reinforcing all of that for them and then taking them through all those objections into why they're going to give you their money in exchange for your product.
0: Yeah, this is why in person sales is so important. There's that instant trust factor because you can read a person instantly, usually. So, imagine, just like what Jacqueline said, that the person is there to basically overcome all obstacles. So, how are you doing that with your website? How are you getting people to buy? You know, this is just like how someone's in when they're in person, they'll be like, Hey, what are you looking for? This is our bestseller. Did you uh, just wanted to remind you we have a special going on right now? Also, did you know we have free shipping with $15 or over? And also coming up, we have these new products, right? Your website should be able to do all of that through different things. It could be badges that say bestseller. These are like trust triggers, I guess, on a website that would be building, you know, all the way from the know, like, and trust from that discovery stage of Pinterest. So they're going on there with the intent to buy or the intent to validate. And basically you're going, you're saying, yeah, let's validate the validate and reinforce your decision to buy because we are the exact brand that you want us to be and we are so awesome and here's why, right? Yeah. And
1: it's also like, oh, if you like this, you may also like this, <laughs> right? <laughs> Think about what Amazon does, guys, and make it cuter. Um, but, or when you're in a store and you're like, oh, you don't really like that. Well, let me show you what else you might like. Let me show you. Oh, okay. Um, You're looking for a gift under a hundred dollars. Let me show you let me show you that. So you are not, we're not asking you to do all of these things. There's not enough room on your site, but thinking about their customer journey. And that's another episode of like, you're just your customer journey from when they land on your webpage to when they make the sale. But for now, think about how you can reinforce that sale and how you can really help them say yes and overcome every objection that, for them. And we work on this a lot with our masterminders, you know, as they're building their sites or they're redoing their sites and talking about the few things with those little tweaks that really will help close the
0: sale for them. Yeah. Which moves us to our last one that we want to chat about with a big intention to buy, and that is Amazon and other retail platforms. They're coming on there to shop. The intention to buy is really high. It's something like, I can't even remember, like 80% or something of people that end up going onto Amazon end up buying eventually. Like the- Cookie that is done for Amazon ads, for instance, stays on for two weeks. So that means if someone goes on from one of your ads that you're having on Amazon, that it gets logged as a sale because most people can take up to two weeks, but they will for sure come back to Amazon to make that purchase. So the intention to buy is really, really high. Same with your website, it's really high. So if they're going to sears.com or coles.com, they're going there to shop. And the best thing that you can do is kind of use those platforms to get those eyes on you. So if it's paid traffic, it might be paid traffic. If it's having really good photos, you should definitely have really good photos. Um, Also showing specifics, like here's the product details, make it easy for them to buy from you because they want to know that they're getting in two days, but is it going to fit? right? Is it the size that they think it is? Are they going to be able to use it? So then that way you just kind of have to give them a little bit of nudge because the intent to buy is, is so big on those platforms.
1: So we know that when we, so I think, I feel like there's two ways in Amazon. There's the price shopping way into Amazon. You find something you like somewhere else and you search Amazon to see if it's cheap, cheaper there, right? Books. I like think about books you might buy or um, anything really like, people are buying clothes or vacuum, oftentimes a vacuum. You might have like read something, consumer reports that this is the best vacuum for pet hair. And you might be going onto Amazon and seeing, is it available on Amazon? How much is it? then you might maybe go to macy's.com and see it too. And probably oftentimes Amazon will beat it out, especially because of shipping and they're going to make that purchase. So that's where they're, they're picking a brand and they're searching it and they're doing that price search again. The other thing with Amazon might be that someone told you that you need labels for camp and you make a lot of your purchases and you might just go in and put like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. What, what would they search? Like camp labels, labels like, for camp, labels for <laughs> camp. or uh, machine uh, dishwasher safe labels for kids or whatever that they're, they're doing. Right. And that's when, if maybe you haven't, you're a smaller company or your company, that's not, you know, a vacuum company they you might need to then, you know, you're paying for those clicks. You're paying for the ones to be at the top that you're, they're meeting those keywords and you're the first thing to show up that they see. Plus you are hopefully building your brand on a site like that, that you're at the top. Yeah. Think about that with like, one. Page, page one. one. <laughs> you need to be on page one, um, and the only reason you're on page, like people go to two and three and four is like if they're doing a random search and they're trying to find their way to whatever they're trying to solve that problem. So just remember, like it's not always brand loyalty on these sites either, unless they're specifically looking for a brand and they're doing that price shopping. Otherwise, that is when you have to sort of reinforce your brand or your product on these sites so that you are the you are the place that they land. You're the thing that they keep seeing at the top of everything, like. Oh, there's that name again. There's that name again. Okay, and it's what three times in their head, and you're reinforced a bit more
0: than not. (laughs) Yeah, because even when people go to shop on Amazon, they they oftentimes go to the websites to validate. Hey, this is a legit brand. You know, maybe they see if you go to low labels, for instance, from Amazon, you'll see "Made in the USA." Right, so you know that we're not a you know, a Chinese um, copycat or something. And then that validates the brand and they'll probably go to Amazon to buy simply because they have the trust already. Amazon has a lot of people's trust where where I was talking about the no like, and trust. People trust Amazon. They trust them for the convenience, the price security of knowing, you know, that's the best price or the price I'll pay because it's more convenient. And then also that'll get to them in two days. So it's sometimes, I mean, not sometimes, A lot of times, easier for them to buy on Amazon than it is for your own website because the trust is already built with Amazon.
1: And not only trust, ease. Like I just have to say yes. My all of my credit cards are in there. You know, all of my shipping addresses are in there. So I just have to pick what I want and click a button and say, you know, and have Prime. So I know I'm getting it in two days, and that's literally all I have to do. I don't have to pull a card out. I don't have to do a single other thing. So. There's that ease part too, that I do trust that they're going to get it to me. I do trust the customer service. I trust the fact that I can return stuff if I need to return it. I don't even have to Google what are the return policies most likely, but it also makes it so easy for me to say yes. Like, oh, I found it. Cool. Problem solved. Click a button. I'll see it, you know, in two hours or two days.
0: Yeah. Um, but you you put those credit cards in there because you trusted Amazon. So, right. So like Walmart has two-day shipping. And nobody raves about it as much as Amazon's. <laughs> but also because nobody trusts Walmart. That's like, well, not i like, you know? I mean, not as many people, you know, Walmart's image is getting up there. It's getting better. Yeah. Ellen now. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and it's not that they're so genius to do Ellen. And it's not the money thing. It's not that I don't trust them with my money. I didn't like them as a company and what they were doing to their employees. I mean, that was, you know, that's been a long time since that's been there. Honestly, guys, I've never shopped at Walmart ever um, for all of those reasons, and they're probably never going to get me because of that. But then there's other people who are a little bit more lenient, or they they don't care. And and I know you sell on it. And then merging with Ellen, who who does not love Ellen, makes it such a lighter brand, right? Like you're like I Ooh, know Ellen likes them. Yeah,
0: they've really like they raised their pay, so they're really working hard to treat their employees better. Does every consumer know that? Absolutely not. So those people have to like, Walmart has to work harder to make those people aware of it. And so even the ease is not worth it in Jacqueline's mind to be like, hey, I know I get two-day shipping over here at walmart.com. I'm probably, I have no intention to buy because I'm not even showing up on their website.
1: (laughs) You know what though? Let me take this back just a second. They are advertising to me though on Pinterest. So they're doing some real good ads on Pinterest for patio furniture. They keep showing all these like enticing, really- Enticing,
0: huh? <laughs>
1: like very enticing. So really good style. You guys know what my, obviously what my Pinterest goals are. Um, some really good, uh, beautiful layout pictures of like entire patios or outdoor seating areas that are done and it's on Walmart. And I'm not kidding. It's shown up so many times where I'm like, that's cute. And like Walmart might be cheaper than the other places I shop. And I've considered- Clicking over because Amazon doesn't advertise um, lifestyle yet. Like, they're not curating,
0: they're not, not curating a,
1: a whole patio to me on Amazon. You yeah. Know?
0: But not the in Walmart their ads, is. only in their videos, like their actual commercials. Also, yeah. guess who Walmart also has? You're going to die. They're so cute. <laughs> Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell's brand of Hello Bello, which is the. Um, Competitor of basically Honest Baby, and they have like bubble baths. I mean, the cutest displays, uh, just like Honest Baby, but their own style. And I bought stuff because it was like, hey, I'm here at Walmart, and Dax Shepard and Kirsten Bell, who doesn't love them, you know? Right. And that's – and I mean,
1: so congrats, Walmart, because you may actually (laughs) take my money pretty soon because you're going for the people. Well played, Walmart. Well played. You win. (laughs) and thank you for raising people's salaries. So um so I guess there is that aspect of forgiveness and also going for these people that are like um the people that you want to be friends with, that you want to that you do like automatically those personalities um that you do I trust. Do I trust Kristen Bell? Well, she's just adorable. So why wouldn't I trust her? And there they took Ellen, who's also adorable. And they're taking these people that you have this like big heart for and then putting them with their brand. So
0: um
1: yeah, I might I might update you guys on my Walmart purchases in the near future. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, please do. We've converted her. So intent to buy is very high with these retail markets marketplaces like Amazon, Walmart.com, Sears, Kohl's. I can't think of any other places really, just retail marketplaces, right? Macy's.com. Like
1: my, my mother-in-law is like the coupon queen of Macy's, right? She knows how to like work all the deals and the sales and you have the credit card. Um, But there's also boutique online places. So depending on your price point, you might be shopping at the like Intermix. I'm talking fashion places, but Intermix, Revolve, Carbon 38, these are places my clients sell. And if that's where you're at. Great. And that might be that, you know, if you always buy your really beautiful clothes on Intermix and you're seeing something pop up a bunch of times and that's your store, you're going to search it on that store because that's going to probably be the first place you go. Another reason too that people will shop on other people's sites and not your own personal e-commerce site, again, is that no like trust factor, right? They might think they might have a better return policy than you do. They might have a better shipping. They might have free returns. They might have a longer return time. We're not telling you guys to have to change all your stuff to compete with the bigger people. They have more cash flow, And that's again, another podcast episode of like, maybe do you ever send, do you sell wholesale? And that would be the benefit of working with those brands. But those are the reasons that those sites are going to get the purchases or the quicker buys because they, they know who they're dealing with. They know the rules and regulations.
0: Um, but a lot of those are third-party people. So you don't actually have to sell to them wholesale. You're fulfilling the orders that you get from them. So walmart.com, we fulfill our own orders. Amazon.com, um, we send in our shipments and we pay Amazon FBA fulfilled by Amazon to ship it for us. For um, Sears, they're taking third-party sellers. I don't actually sell on there for low labels because it doesn't make sense for me. For Macy's.com, same thing. They're creating their online e-commerce retail. So you could actually be a third-party seller on there. So all of these, the point is that when people go on to Amazon.com to buy low labels. I, as a seller, should always have one, great photos, and two, very easy to understand listings because that's when I can probably get them the easiest because they already have that trust built in.
1: Yeah. Okay, so this this is sort of the run through of the map of your customer journey. And if you guys want this super special extra download that we're going to give you, if you head over to Instagram and you follow us at the product boss, you can then DM us and if you DM us and tell us that you were listening to the podcast and you want this this customer journey map that we're going to create just for you, we will get that to you through the DM. So go over to Instagram at The Product Boss and send us a direct message and we will get you sent over this journey map that we are not offering to anyone else. Our masterminders haven't gotten it. Our strategy sessions haven't gotten it. It is not a download on our website. This is something super special if you reach out to us on Instagram. So remember, you have to follow us, send us a DM and we will get that sent right into your inbox. So we'll see you over there.
0: Yeah. So there's going to be two downloads. We were talking about this previous one, which we're going to have in the show notes. And that is you know, the discovery versus intent, right? This other one, which is secret at the end, we're only telling people via Instagram is when you go to Instagram for this additional download and message us and you get that extra bonus download. And
1: we're going to make you, we're going to show you how to use the customer journey map. We're going to show you an example. And then we're also going to give it to you so that you can play with all of the stuff you've learned here and that free download that you're going to get out of our show notes. And you can play with it all and map it out for yourself and, and, find your customer journey. Cause the other thing I just want to let you all know, so you don't feel super overwhelmed at the end of this is you don't have to be on all of these platforms. So we do not have to be on Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook and YouTube to take your customer through a journey right now. And this is what we work on in our masterminds right now. We want you to just find, find a clean line, right? That's what we're going to do. We're just going to do that line. So if you feel like Pinterest is the place that is accurate and good for yourself to be accessible, like to be found, dig into Pinterest. If your product and your customer base is a little bit more of an Instagram person, dig into Instagram. So let's start with one sort of linear journey right now. And then as you flesh that out, you can start to create your, your other journeys for them.
0: Yeah. Thanks everybody. And make sure you DM us. This episode is over, but it doesn't have to end. Head over to our Facebook group, search for the Product Boss Biz Community, or the link is also in the show notes. Come connect with other product bosses just like you. We'll see you in there.
1: If you love the Product Boss Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, share, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, product bosses, let's make it happen.